Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves. And in today's episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about an organization called Search and Rescue, S-A-R, or SAR as some people call it. And I'm also going to share a new opportunity for you to participate in the next big writing project I'm going to work on. So stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. Before I talk to you about my next big writing project, in which I would love your participation, I'm going to read to you a piece I wrote back in 2015, back in May of 2015, called A Salute to Selflessness. As some of you may know, my husband Mike and our eldest son Nicholas have been members of the Lake County Search and Rescue Organization, and boy, did they often come home with stories to tell. The Lake County newspaper, the Herald Democrat, published my piece on June 3rd of 2015 as a guest column entitled, Our Volunteers Risk Everything. So here's the piece I wrote. All available search and rescue members be available to hike Mount Elbert to the summit to assist a hiker. That's generally the type of text message that ruins my plans as it does just as I come down for coffee this Friday morning, May 8th. It's all about me, you see, and I'm irked that Mike, our son Nick, and two other young responders will be out on a snowy, stormy mountain all day rescuing one lost and, I believe, irresponsible hiker. When I hear that he's requested a helicopter, I get really pissed. And my thoughts take me to a dark place. Now, remember, this was in May, but again, May in Leadville, just like many other of the summer months in Leadville, can be treacherous up in the mountains, which are still, for the most part, covered with snow because we're talking well over 10,000 feet. The town of Leadville's at over 10,000 feet in elevation, and the mountains, the 14ers, particularly Mount Albert, the tallest 14er in Colorado, is over 14,000 feet, so there's going to be snow up there. Anyway, back to my story. Let Darwin take this one, I suggest. It seems to me that more and more people throw caution to the ominous clouds in foolish personal quests, knowing that all they have to do is call 911 when things stop being fun. But my husband cannot do this, despite all the past rescues that have ruined weekends and holiday dinners and left me feeling like popping a cap in the asses of the asses he's rescued. A little buckshot in the butt might keep them from ruining someone else's day down the road, I think. It also irks me that most people think search and rescue, S-A-R, folks get paid for their efforts. In our county, as in most, SAR is strictly a volunteer organization. Those who offer their time and risk their lives for others do it because they believe in it. 
They have a unique genetic code that screams of selflessness, and if only our scientists could harvest and implant that code in others, our world would be a much finer place. I don't consider myself to be a helicopter wife, but I make my first call to police dispatch at 8 p.m. and my second at 10.45 p.m. I've long ago put dinner in the fridge. It's been storming and thunder snowing and hell, they left early this morning and know the mountain inside and out. I'll be seriously pissed off if they're not back soon. I'm worried. They're almost to the north trailhead and sounding fine, the dispatcher tells me. She probably thinks I'm a crybaby. Sure, I've written and sent out far more queries to literary agents than I had planned for the day, and I've almost finished reading Steinbeck's The Winter of Our Discontent. Appropriate, I think, but hours of anxiety leave me feeling edgy. It's 12.07 a.m. and my phone rings. It's Nick. Heading back now. If you're still awake, can you heat up all the food? Yes, I respond, smiling at his phrasing while sticking the dinner I hoped they would have enjoyed much earlier back in the oven. But I'm still a little irked. Finally, they're home. They're tired and wired and starving. They're windburned and sunburned and smiling. They've saved the life of an individual unfortunate in many ways, who surely would have perished had our volunteers decided not to respond to the iris page. They thank me for the hot dinner, devoured in an instant, and tell me how pleased they are with how the mission turned out. Close to 1 a.m., I hand Nick a container of what remains of all the food and hug him. He'll be heading to the mine to begin his 12-hour shift in about four hours. I'm no longer irked. Tired, yes, but bursting with love for my family and pride in them as people. My fatigue, my inconvenience, is less than insignificant. I'm the luckiest woman in the world. Lucky, too, are the countless individuals whose lives are saved by the selfless volunteers who risk everything to ensure those individuals have another opportunity, hopefully, to make better decisions in their future. That ends my piece, A Salute to Selflessness, and I think it's still appropriate. I'm recording this on September 2nd of 2019, And people will be climbing the mountains in Colorado and in other places around the world pretty much every week of every month, oftentimes unprepared, oftentimes, I think, looking to the top of the mountain and saying, oh, I can see the top there, so it won't take me that long to get there. Maybe I'll just throw on my sneakers and grab a water bottle and head on up, not realizing that once you pass treeline conditions can become hazardous and treacherous. What bothers me most, however, is the attitude of entitlement some lost hikers feel when they make that 911 call. And oftentimes, 
far more oftentimes the hikers are lost because they don't have a map or they don't know how to read a map or they haven't bothered checking a GPS or they're not in any condition to be climbing a 14er or they're just tired, not necessarily hurt, but maybe a little scared because they've gotten themselves into a pickle. And there have been times when callers ask, well, will they be here soon? You know, when can they come pick me up? As if search and rescue is an Uber service. Those are the calls and the missions that really make me want to pop a cap (laughs) once the feckless individuals are rescued. So please don't be one of the feckless ones. I love that word. That's a great word. Feckless. You can really get behind it. And do appreciate the SAR folks, the folks who oftentimes risk their lives helping out others who have been, in many cases, irresponsible. And they do this for no pay. Search and Rescue is a volunteer organization. Buy your search and rescue cards at your local sports shop. I think they're like a dollar, maybe maybe even 50 cents to get a card. It goes toward search and rescue folks being able to buy equipment and being able to feed horses, which they occasionally use, and buy gasoline for their snowmobiles, which they often have, have to use to get to a point where they actually have to start hoofing it or skiing to a place to find a lost hiker. So, so there search and rescue folks. Thank you. I appreciate you greatly. And to first responders everywhere, thank you. And now for an opportunity that I mentioned earlier about my next big project and how I would like for you to help or participate in whatever way you might want to. My husband, Mike, is my absolute biggest supporter of my work without him encouraging me and giving me ideas and suggestions, I would never be where I am today with the body of work I've produced and with this podcast. And he shared with me today a podcast episode he recently listened to and a podcast called What You Will Learn. And the episode is entitled Show Your Work. And it's about sharing your work including what they say, you know, including your crap, putting yourself out there, sharing it in order to get feedback. Now, some of you out there, particularly if you're writers, may have heard of NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. It's the month of November, during which writers are encouraged to try to complete a personal challenge of writing 50,000 words in 30 days, the 30 days of November. And I used that challenge years ago to complete my first, well, to get a good start on my first novel. And after writing, I think it was 50,132 words in 30 days, I then went on to take several more months to finish my novel, Miss, based on my first year teaching seventh grade English. Well, this year, and some of you may also know this about me, I really want to try to write in many different genres. Miss was my first loosely fictionalized novel, as I mentioned, based on actual, my actual journals from teaching seventh grade English in a, in a doomed school. And I went on to write my young adult fantasy adventure novels, my water white trilogy, 
book one, two, and book three, which just came out and just got a merit award from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Evie Award. Pretty pleased with that. I've written kind of an adult fairy tale called The Hare, H-A-R-E, Raising Truth. I've written my hunting memoir called Hunt for Red Meat, Love Stories, because it was three years of my experience with my husband in the wild tracking the wily elk. And I've also got a couple of haiku starter books out there, along with lots of short stories. And I'm working on a short story compilation right now that I'll have out before Christmas. But for NaNoWriMo this year, once again, a suggestion from my husband, and he does a lot of research and listens to way more podcasts than I do. So he knows things. He knows more, way more things than I do. But he suggested that there's a niche market lacking, and maybe I shouldn't be sharing this with the world because maybe everybody's going to do this next, but I'm going to do it anyway. A market that's lacking is in romance, but specifically military romance and For those who don't know, my husband, Mike, and I graduated from West Point in 1983. That's where we met. And then I went on to serve nine years active duty in the Transportation Corps, followed by three years in the reserves, being a military academy liaison officer. I ended up resigning as a major to raise our children to spend more time with them because I felt that that was more important at the time. And I knew that Mike was going to do 20 years as an officer. And as long as I stuck with him, I'd be able to enjoy his military benefits as well. (laughs) So I'm still with him 36 years later, 36 amazing, challenging, wonderful years later. And he put this bug in my ear, try writing a military romance. And he suggested that I read some of W.E.B. Griffin's material as far as how to serialize something, because I think if I'm going to really go for this, go for writing romance, I need to do a bunch of research. I read Nora Roberts a long time ago. I'm going to have to reread some of that. I know things are changing in the field of romance, so I need to do some research. But what I'm going to ask of you, Alligator Preserves listeners, and anyone else out there who you think might be interested, is I would like to share my progress with this project. Now, for NaNoWriMo, you're not supposed to start writing anything until November 1st. However, you can have an outline. You can start getting your ideas about characters and have some kind of a loose outline. Basically, they want you to jump into NaNoWriMo with a completely new project and see what you can do in in, uh, 30 days. So I'd like to do a weekly update with you in which I share my process and what I'm doing in order to write the first in a series of a military romance genre. And at the end of each episode, I guess I'm going to be asking you, what do you think? What might you do? What characteristics might you want to see in a a specific character? What types of situations might you want to see my characters encounter. So what do you think? You could also, and again, this is, this was Mike's idea as well. You could also encourage your local writing groups to participate. If you're in a local writing group, and if you're not, go ahead and start one wherever you are. You should be in a writing group where you can share ideas. And even if it's monthly or it doesn't even have to be 
that much, but just to, to get some kind of feedback from other people who are writers and who have aspirations of writing, get those groups involved. And you know that if you participate in my project, I'm going to acknowledge you. So that's the plan. I'm going to do as the episode show, show Your Work suggests and be a complete amateur in this project because, of course, I am. I've never written romance, let alone military romance. So I am a complete amateur and, as such, open to feedback and suggestions. While paddleboarding on Twin Lakes yesterday, I decided that my main character has to be a female officer. Now, of course, Mike also suggested, well, go back, go back and make her a cadet first, because that's kind of what you did. So in a way, I'll be using some autobiographical elements in this, but I'm also going to have to fictionalize quite a bit. As your first act of participation, I would love to know who among my listeners might be interested in participating in this project. Would you read a military romance about a hot young female officer? Let me know. You can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. And please email me, email me whatever you want me to know about what I just shared with you today at laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L, at strackpress.com. And follow me on Twitter at Leadville Laurel. And as always, if you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with my latest episodes, particularly now that I'm going to be working on another big project, and tell your friends about it. I hope you'll consider supporting me on Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligator preserves. And join me next time when I'll talk about something completely different. And I'll also update you on the start of my journey to writing a military romance. Until then, think about what you want me to know and what you want me to consider. And support and thank our first responders wherever you see them. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.